You are listening to the Hodges Huddle, where we discuss all things in the wide world of sports. Here is your KLSU sports team. Welcome into the Hodges Huddle. I'm your host, Andre Champagne, and today we are joined by Raven Freeman and Jaden Smith. How are we all doing today? Um, <clears throat> cool, cool little Tuesday, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Same as usual. Same. <laughs> I'm okay. It's, I'm fine. Well, that's good. Hey, Raven has been going to class, so I'm, I'm proud. <laughs> I'm proud to say, that, hey, we're week, what, what are we, week three now? Week three, week, yeah. Week this three week now, three? and I Raven is still class. going to class. Andre, how many classes have you missed? Dang. Ooh. Dang. That, that's for another podcast. <laughs> but we just wrapped up the second to last weekend of football of the year as the stage is now set for Super Bowl 58. We're going to get a rematch of Super Bowl 54 as this year's Super Bowl will feature the Kansas City Chiefs once again, womp womp, and the <laughs> San Francisco 49ers. Um, we're not going to give an entire preview of this game as we're going to do that on this weekend's show as well as next week's podcast, but let's talk about the two games and how they kind of shaped up. Kansas City Chiefs shut down the Baltimore Ravens this weekend, obviously. Ravens a little mad. Uh, by a score of 17-10 to 10 behind a really great defensive performance. My first question for y'all is, what should Baltimore have done better on offense in order to score? Um, prevented turnovers and protected the ball better. Going back to turnovers, they had three, and two of them were in the red zone. That's 14 points right there. Also, the rush attack wasn't there. Which is surprising, considering the Ravens led the NFL in rushing during the regular season. On Sunday, they were held to 81 yards on the ground. And most of that was done by Millar. Well, oh, Lamar, sadly. <laughs> so, just a terrible performance overall. Yeah, she kind of nailed all the points for me, yeah. especially the turnovers. I mean, when you look at it just from that standpoint, this was a very winnable game for Baltimore, mm -hmm. and they just didn't capitalize. But <clears throat> I more so focus on the running game and just yeah. how they – completely abandoned it. I mean, yeah. over the course of the season, they averaged 32 rushing attempts yeah. a game for 156 with yards. With different backs, too. With different crazy. backs. And this past Sunday, they only ran the ball half as many times as that for yeah. 81 yards. Look. And on top of that, I just thought there were a couple opportunities for Lamar to, you know, make something happen with his mm -hmm. legs, you know, pick up a quick six or seven yeah. yards here and there. But I thought he was holding the ball way too long. Mm -hmm. and I mean, he he's, he's probably the best athlete on the field at yeah. any given moment. And the O-line was giving him ample time to mm -hmm. make something happen. And at times it just seemed like he just was too patient. And I think if he takes some of those five or six-yard scrambles that the Chiefs were giving to him, yeah. then I think that also would have opened up the defense a little bit more. Oh, for sure. Literally you just took, like, the words right in my mouth. And, and yeah. so did Raven, too. Like, she said that taking care of the ball, but specifically in the red zone, that yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> that is essentially they still could have won this game Granted, they had, I mean, another field goal, at mm -hmm. least tied the game again right. with another touchdown. Obviously, the Zay Flowers <laughs> issue, too. Like, yeah, that's, that's what we're talking about. Yeah. Um, but I, I think that, like you said, if Lamar would have taken the smaller, you know, the three, four yards gains that they really could have used at all yeah. these points because the Chiefs were at ease all night on defense. And I think, I mean, Lamar's got a, I, I think he's a great quarterback. He's obviously going to win MVP again. Mm -hmm. But I think you you can't just be superhero all the time. You right. have to just take your wins while yeah. they come, especially against such a great defense yeah. like the Chiefs. Right. But second, I mean, what was the problem for the Ravens on defense? 
uh, that led to Kansas City scoring uh, pretty much handedly uh, on the first few drives. I mean, little to no pressure on Mahomes. And then the simple answer is the secondary left Kelsey open way too much. I mean, every time he's not being covered, he's going to find a way to come clutch. And that's exactly what he did on Sunday. I mean, he only had one touchdown, but he had like – it was a big completions. one. Yeah, yeah, and it's just that was the issue. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. yeah, and back to that touchdown point, it was only one, but I think for me at least, that touchdown was kind of a uh, – That got him going. That got him going, and yeah. it was kind of an indication how the rest of this game was going to go, yeah, or at least that f- the first half, because the first half it seemed like Kansas City mm-hmm. was doing just whatever they wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we saw that from the opening drive. I thought Baltimore was a little too over-aggressive. I mean, Kansas City's first play of the game, they run a screen pass, pick up 13 yards. Yeah. And then right after that, Isaiah Pacheco picks up two big chunk plays on mm-hmm. the ground. So a little bit over-aggressive, and then when the pocket did break down – You've got to keep your eye on Travis Kelsey, man. He is very witty. He's very slick. And he is going to find a way, some space on that field, to get open. It's it's that simple. And Mahomes is going to find him every time. Yeah. Uh, That's a great point. I mean, at the end of the day, Baltimore's entire defensive front, I was going to say, struggled with just getting pressure on Travis. He went the first 10 passes which led to the second start of the second quarter before he had an incompletion. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Isn't that – Crazy. Yeah. yeah. And then another thing, Travis Kelsey was 11 catches yeah. on 11 targets for what, 116? Yep. As he's had just a disgusting season. Disgusting by the way. season. I mean, um, he, yeah. I, I think like I might have been a little too high on the Ravens defense coming in. I talked about them on the Sunday agree. show. Yeah. Um, but they just couldn't get the pushes. And, and that kind of surprised me more so with stopping the Chiefs running game. Like you said, at the end of the game, when it came down to the Ravens getting a stop, they just couldn't do it. They literally could not stop <laughs> yeah. Isaiah Pacheco. Um, and, and I think they just struggled to tackle, and that ties in, like I said, with, with stopping Pacheco because he just wanted it more. It, it yeah. seemed like they wanted it more. And he already run like he bite people. Like, you know, so, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, like he steps on Legos yeah. or something. Uh, <laughs> but what helped the Chiefs, I mean, be so successful on offense this past weekend, I guess like creativity-wise maybe? I think you you stay aggressive – I think that's honestly the best way to beat this San Francisco 49ers defense. I think they struggle with teams that do not play complacent. And as far as this Chiefs offense goes, I'm not worried about that one bit. I mean, we were talking Mm -hmm. about this on the Sunday show about how Andy Reid is one of the best coaching minds in football ever. Yeah. So I think you have to stay aggressive. You got everybody on the offense is healthy, ready to go. They're hungry, Mm -hmm. looking to do it again. Yep. And you really got to be on your A game because I'm sure there's a lot of guys on San Fran that are looking to get some revenge from, what was that, three, four Nick years Bosa. ago? Right. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. just stay aggressive. Honestly. For sure. What do you think, Ray? As far as them being successful within this win, I mean, the first half, Patrick Mahomes played like his old self. He hasn't played like that all season, in my mm-hmm. opinion. I mean, he was able to pick Baltimore's defense apart. Mm-hmm. I mean, the quick, slick passes he threw to Travis Kelsey. I mean, And then also – their time of possession on offense helped significantly. Yeah. Like, their one of their drives like lasted nine minutes. And keeping Lamar off the field, and that was key to winning this game. Yeah, yeah. I, I, that's a really good point that Raven um, makes. Like, not only were they efficient, mm-hmm. but they literally – had like six, seven minute drives. Right. You know yeah. how demeaning that is that to a, a nine defense. Minute drive, I think. To, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. You know how demeaning drive, that yeah. is to a defense yeah. that that's already struggling, mm-hmm. and then they get right back on the field because the Ravens' offense couldn't do anything. Yeah. You so, know what's funny? I think honestly, it's like a tale of you know two sides of the coin. I yeah. think 
the first half, the story was the Ravens' defense and how they were kind of getting pushed over and bullied. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think the second half, it was their offense, not capitalizing. Yeah. You know, just simple boneheaded mistakes. Zay Flowers picking up a, a yeah. turnover, picking a up a coverage. call, yep. touchback out of the end zone. Lamar throwing a a pick in the triple coverage. I don't even yeah. know why it's there. That, I think that's like. I mean, ball. first that's unlikely, yeah. but second you got to read the D yeah. a little better. And but. it is on like your triple. You do not put your hand up. Yeah, but bro. ultimately. You're the one who makes the decision to yeah. throw the ball out there. Isaiah likely must have thought he was like prime Rob Ronkowski <laughs> or, or, or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, my next question is, do you think – this is such a crazy question that we're asking so early in his career, but do you think Patrick Mahomes is on his way to be better than Tom Brady? I you know, do. It's, yeah. No, okay. Yeah. I mean, he's breaking nearly the same yeah. record statistic-wise as Brady, just mm-hmm. at an earlier stage in his career, which is insane. Because he has a lot of more seasons in the NFL to play. A lot. I mean, a lot. Yes, Brady has more rings, but he didn't even win MVP into his eighth season when Patrick Mahomes has won twice in his six or seven years of playing football. As time progresses, I definitely think Mahomes will earn a new title of the GOAT. Plus, Mahomes has no cheating scandal. That's why I'm that is true. Brady. <laughs> Plus, I mean, Mahomes is doing this with a bunch of scrubs. Yeah. Right. I, I, not scrubs, but like. Bro, his they best receiver is Rasheed yeah, Rice. They're not eye popping. You don't yeah. look at th- and like Tom Brady had that at points too. Like he made Julian Edelman, he made like Wes Welker, all those guys a little better yeah. uh, than they actually were. Yeah. But but he also yeah. had Dion Branch. He had a Randy Moss. He had a he Randy had Moss. A Rob Gronkowski, you know, exactly. Yeah. And, and tr- I mean, he's got he's got Travis Kelsey too. Yeah. So, but also I vividly remember. Brady doing a whole lot with Sony Michelle coming out of the backfield and that you know, Danny Woodhead. So I will say <laughs> yeah. that to give credit Re- where it's due. Exactly. Yeah. But as far as the GO thing, I wouldn't be opposed to it. And mm-hmm. the reason why is because I saw this on Twitter or X or whatever, because the obviously the topic was trending after yeah. the game. And it <clears throat> it was kind of like after Jordan won or completed his first three peat. And he said a lot of people from that time period had already crowned him the GOAT because yeah. even though Magic, Larry, Russell, Wilt, whoever had mm-hmm. more rings, when you cut the tape on and you look at the game, yeah. that was enough for them to stop lying to themselves. Like, yeah. I don't care how many rings you got, I'm looking at this player. Consistency, too. And this guy is simply just better. Like, yeah. And honestly, I completely agree. I think Pat Mahomes is one of the most just God-gifted, talented quarterbacks Ever and if yeah. I'm picking, or if, yeah, if I'm making a team, I'm, I'm probably taking Patrick Mahomes yeah, with over his Tom ability Brady. to improvise. He had, like the guy can do everything, and yeah. the guy is not. He doesn't move like his feet is in quicksand. Right. Also, right. Yeah. So. right. And, and I'll say like Tom Tom Brady played in the NFL when it was a different time. Yeah. Like exactly. right, it was a different game. Yeah. At then where you really didn't have to like really scramble. He was great at getting the ball out really quickly, uh, kind of like Drew Brees, but. Now that it's just not that game, and I feel like if you put Brady, prime Brady, in today's game, man, I think he would struggle. And you really, really? already did. I mean, you yeah, I mean, did. I, you Look at last numbers, year. Yeah. His numbers from um, or two his years last ago. season, his numbers were pretty good. I want to say he they were. They were did he all throw right. for five thousand yards? No, no, he had forty two hundred or something. Okay, like forty two hundred yards, but I don't know. I think Brady might have been even better in this. Ooh, I don't know. I don't know, man. I just because his throwing ability is it's always been there, but it's just his. His improvising, his, his improvising I, yeah. ability. His, I think that would have – because now nobody's looking for a quarterback that just sits in the pocket for eight right. seconds. Like, like, look at Mac Jones right now. Yeah. I mean, um, that's how Brady struggled his last 
years on the books. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Change. Yeah. I, I agree with Raven. Yeah. Uh, but I personally think when it's all said and done, easily Patrick Mahomes. I mean, Patrick Mahomes will end up being he's going to be the best player of all yeah. time. Uh, and that's just because he's done this consistently <laughs> every year. No matter how good his receivers were, no matter how his defense looked, yeah. he just always gets it done. And I'll say that's a big credit to Andy Reid too, Absolutely. because I mean that For guy sure. can create offense out yeah. of life. It's really just anyway. cool to see this stuff happening live while time. we're like while alive. we're alive to yeah. see it. Because I could not imagine watching Michael Jordan complete two three peats or watching Brady. Yeah. Literally the whole, entire Bulls team. I honestly just could the not. The closest imagine to that would have been that Warriors team. Yeah. yeah. When and even then, I think. I don't think uh, they were on that caliber of yeah. That's another that's yes, another, another top time. <laughs> but we're we're gonna briefly talk now about this Lions and 49ers game as the 49ers completed a 17 point comeback to move on to another Super Bowl in their first since 2020. Mm-hmm. First off, let's talk about the elephant in the room. Dan Campbell goes for it twice. Yep. Um, once while he's down 24 27. Just I think it was just, up 24. Yeah. Up. Sorry. Up 24 27. And then. Um, Another time yeah. uh, in the first half. <laughs> sorry, time. sorry, another time. <laughs> and, and so, should he have kicked it on both occasions, or he should have kicked it yeah. the first time? And it's funny. Yeah, I was watching it happen. I was watching the game with friends, and you know, every time situations like that come about, we always kind of ask each other, like, you know, what like, would you do here? And right. the general consensus was, yeah, I kick this field goal, make it a three possession yeah. game. You know, just give yourself a little bit more cushion. And but, he did it right before half. And he did it right before like half. Like, on the two-yard and line. And deep down, I knew, like, there's no way Dan Campbell is kicking Luke. a field goal on a fourth and two. It's just not yeah. going to happen. And all throughout this season, I said this after watching the Cowboys game, the game that the, you know, the crazy ref call, whatnot, the yeah, 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 yeah. didn't yeah. check Two-point conversion. Yeah. yeah. And he went for, what, three straight times? Three straight times. On, like, 14-yard line. On the 14-yard yeah. And I said this, like, that's going to come back and bite them. In the postseason. And sure enough, it did. Even yeah. with Jameer Gibbs fumbling the ball, I still feel like the Lions did enough to win this I agree. football. Oh, I, I agree. completely and agree. And I think him going for it twice, he was trying to blow the game out of the water. And I think in trying to do that, he ended up take, almost Losing taking every out momentum. of the game. Yeah, yeah. And I think sometimes coaches you know, think too much about let me get more separation. Let me just create even a Let me even, make this win look good, line. yeah. Let me make this win look good, and let me really just kind of put the nail in this coffin. But I yeah. think sometimes coaches forget that the other side to that is you're look. almost taking them out of the game, and you're keeping a team like San Fran in it. Who, With all those weapons, All they yeah. needed was one touchdown to see, all right, we're going to keep rolling. Now. Yeah, exactly. And it was, it's almost like a domino effect. Yeah, I get it. I agree. Yeah. What do you think, Raven? I mean – he said in the post-game press conference that it was his fault. He made yeah. a mistake, but it's like it's so irritating because this Lions team has come so far yeah. and their mm-hmm. fan base is so supportive. And that was the reason that they lost that game. And it's just irritating because as a head coach, those mm-hmm. are simple decisions that you make. So yeah. I was looking at it like how kind of could you? Like I felt kind of betrayed because it's such an easy call to make and he yeah. messed it up. He shot yeah. them right in the foot. Yeah, he, did. he shot yeah. them out of his he game. Did. I agree. I, and I love Dan Campbell. All of us know, like, we have been so high on Dan Campbell for yeah. the last We've two years now. Yeah. And, and, like, his coaching style, I, I think it's elite. I think it works. But when you have a 17-point lead, you've got to take the points, especially when San Francisco was starting to move the ball and yeah. find their way. Yeah. I think there are levels to this sort of style that he's got. 
and you have to be smarter, especially when you've got like a, a Super Bowl on the line. My thing was you wanted to take the points right before halftime when it was fourth and goal at the two-yard line. Why not you should have just gone for it right there. Yeah, and, I, and look, if we lose a because game— Because you're going to halftime exactly. right there. Yeah. If we lose a game and we kicked— two field goals, and we didn't leave six points on the board, you know what? So be it. We so, got to yeah, outplay. Exactly. But I don't want to go to sleep at night thinking, man, I should have kicked twice. those field yeah. goals, yeah, and twice. I probably lost us this game. Not to mention, I think on one of them, Josh Reynolds completely dropped the ball. Drops the ball. Yeah. And, and I think some of that has to do with execution, Ex- which mm-hmm. is very true. But, again, you you have to just do the – you have to have the smart plays oh, in order yeah. to win I that forgot game. about Josh. He really – Josh he, Reynolds so uh, He also time. dropped – a ball on third down, hit him dead in the right chest, in, the chest, in stride, yeah. and everything. Yeah. I remember it yeah. was like watching Keishon Booty, uh, <laughs> like the first Florida State game. I was like, yeah. "You cannot be serious." <laughs> uh, but Brock Purdy playing another underachieving game. Uh, Brock Purdy or Anna Fry, I don't, I don't know which one. <laughs> can't uh, tell the difference. Can't tell the difference. Yeah, he actually knows about that too. But uh, how does he have to play against such an elite Chiefs defense? And you know, like moving two weeks from now, he has to play. His best football game he's yeah, ever played ever. in his career, and I mean that yeah. in the most dramatic way possible. This te- this Chiefs defense is tough. Like a sack like, is not going to feel like a normal sack. It's yeah. gonna hurt a little bit more. Uh, interception is not going to be an interception. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a pick six, right. which we all know he's good for. I also heard while watching the Chiefs game that the Chiefs defense has the highest percentage of swatted passes. Oh wow, Birdie is good for that too. He yeah. has to play confident and careful, which I feel like is too late in the season, obviously, for him to develop those mm-hmm. characteristics. And it's been a real struggle for him all season yeah. already. So, I mean, the weapons around him have been carrying him, but this is a Super Bowl. This is, yeah, this is. team has looked like <laughs> night and day from a couple weeks ago. A great so, defensive coordinator knows what to do. I mean, he shut that stag. Spot, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. He. he Shut down Lamar's pretty much yeah. with a scheme. What do you think he's going to do to Brock Purdy, Brock who Ford. folds under like actual pressure? Yeah, because yeah, like yeah. the Chiefs just beat the best team in the NFL. I mean, like the Ravens were supposed to no, go they to were, the Super Bowl. Yeah, and they were win. dominant. Like the and like the, the Ravens a were couple weeks ago. We were like, oh, the Chiefs are not going to make the Super Bowl. They're yeah, we're like first round yeah, exits. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. It, now look, they're on the way to the Super Bowl, and they're probably going to. I'm not gonna jinx yeah, it. probably they might so. Do it. They're gonna. No, like I'm. I'm no, don't I'm say they're saying. gonna. They're, they will. And, and let me tell you why. Because Brock Purdy, yeah. his decision making is is awful. It's like a high school quarterback who's got nothing to lose. Uh, in the second <laughs> half, he played. He played much better. I'll say that. But it's because his weapons still. Right. They stepped up. Um, mm-hmm. And he's How got many a, interceptions. Did he have? He had a couple. I think he had one. one but one two, but it was like he was about to get sacked, and he was like, "Hail Mary." Uh, and so somebody out there yeah he was like Debo yeah (laughs) go make a play Debo because you know Juwan Jennings ain't going out there making a play I know Brandon Ayuk will but (laughs) yeah uh he's just got to read defenses better and an elite defense like the Chiefs they're gonna pull so many things uh with their cards I I just think like an elite defense is gonna win you championships that's always going to be I mean that's always going to be a kind of like a recurring theme and, and we're gonna see that again. I, I'm sorry, we will. Yeah. Like it. I'm, yeah. It's I sad. Could, I couldn't agree more. And I think that's gonna be the story of this game. I mean, this yeah. this Chiefs defense is stifling. Yeah. And it looks, it's almost scary because it's you know in recent years, it's been the complete opposite. It's always been the offense carrying most of the load, 
and their defense was able to get one or two stops to give them separation and pull away, boom, you win the game. But yeah. I think in a predicament like this, you have an inexperienced quarterback, you have a quarterback that's already very mm-hmm. turnover-prone, trigger-happy. And even the the miraculous catch that uh, Brandon Ayuk had in Dude, the that was in straight luck. That could have been an interception. That was straight, I yeah. was just going to say yeah. that. If Brandon Ayuk doesn't almost kind of get his body into the defender, that's an interception, and we wouldn't have even been talking. Well, about yeah, that. if he didn't tip it in the first place. If he didn't yeah, tip it in exactly. the first place, yeah, I was about to say if he was, I mean, he overthrew I mean, him by like three yards. Literally, give you the summary of the Lions' defensive backs in one like one play. There you in go. In a nutshell, there and you then go. You got CJ. Gosh, what an idiot. Yeah, but yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think that's going to be the story of this game. I think. The Chiefs are going to pull a whole lot of strings, and I think they are really going to show just Brock the better Purdy, coach. Like, yeah. you're just not built for this. Man. Yeah, it's so, true. Sorry. I mean, yeah. You got anything to add? I mean, I'm just scared because I don't want the Chiefs scared. to win. Scared. I don't, I don't want the want, Chiefs. I don't to want win. either one of them. To win. Yeah, I hope yeah. Usher I just wins feel like this, this week. Going to I mean, be next week. A waste of a Super Bowl because it's going to. I think I made, it's going to be a good Super Bowl. I think it's going to be a good game. I don't know how Brock Purdy's going to perform, and like. I keep relating back to that three loss. Kyle Shanahan is a great offensive mind for a reason. He's going to get things going. I mean, he did it. He didn't do it in the first half last week, but he will. But a quarterback maker breaks a team. Oh, I get that, and And that's why I'm saying they won't. They won't win the game, but I think it'll be close. But I I don't know. But we're going to move on. Uh, We're going to talk about uh, this this LSU women's basketball team. Two straight losses, y'all. Um, but we're going to talk about last week. We're not even going to talk about this Mississippi State game because I think that was just oh, – yeah. I think that's one just tally off, you know, like forget about it. Uh, but starting off with that team, um, what did last week's performance against South Carolina kind of tell you about this team in terms of, I guess, potential? Me personally, of course, like I was upset, you know, bad, yeah, whatever, yeah. the typical emotions of a fan. Uh, I mean, you held but, the lead for 37 minutes. For 37 minutes. But after about 30 minutes – I said to myself, I said, we're going to be all right. We're going to be just fine. Like that, that was my exact It's just thought. a few small things that we need to clean up. Mm-hmm. You know, Michaela Williams didn't play well, jacked up way too many shots, and I thought we didn't have really good clock management either. I didn't like the way that they managed the clock with Angel coming in, knowing she had her fifth foul. I thought mm-hmm. that would that should have been the moment where they thought we're going to slow this game down. Yeah, create some create offense. Create some offense. And I just thought, look, man, it's just – the little things. I think it show, also showed me that South Carolina can be beat, but oh, it is, sure. is going to oh, yeah. take all 40 minutes of execution to beat this team. Oh, And yeah. I think, oh, man, the thing that made me mad the most about the game, though, is to end the first and second quarter, the they threes. give up two threes. You don't even put a hand. And after the first oh, one, yeah. I said, this is going to be a problem. Yeah, Shooting too early within the shot clock, again, bad clock management. It kept their momentum because kept they had momentum. absolutely none. Exactly. Instead of going in to have – down eight, now they're down five. And a two-possession two possession score, boom, the game swings just yeah. like that. So mm-hmm. I was happy that they were able to stay on top of them for as long as they did. But the minute Angel picked up her fifth foul, you could just tell, like, this is, yeah, they were done. This is about to yeah. get yeah. ugly. That, that was my exact point because I've been talking about how the unity on this team has been lacking. And I feel like, okay, this is a big game. They knew that. And I feel like I saw them all come together as one on the court. Yeah. But as soon as – Angel fouled out. I mean, they just seemed so defeated. And that's yeah. no slow. excuse yeah. for blowing a lead and somehow. And I think the fans were defeated a little bit, too. I mean, yeah. you could tell the reaction by the yeah. crowd seeing uh, 
a Leo Del Rosario coming into the game. Like yeah. even yeah, me, I just yeah. knew like this worried. is not about to end. And she bro. played some quality minutes in the yeah. first half. The second she, yeah. half, I mean, the you got to you got to give just, it to Cardoso. She was just out there. You yeah. got to give it to Cardoso. Yeah. She was, she was, uh, she was going off. Yeah. I mean, but that's where Angel's experience comes in is on that rebounding. Exactly. And, and there was a possession where I think South Carolina pretty much determined the game because they got a three from it. They got like four back to back offensive rebounds yeah. on the same possession, but. Yeah. We just we didn't play nearly as well as we did in the first half. Yeah, and part of that was we didn't. It, you couldn't play course. aggressive with the foul. Couldn't play aggressive, right. and I also thought the stars went cold, or not cold, but a little bit of stagnant. Angel had a really nice stretch in the yeah. second quarter, and I didn't see them look for her again, maybe until the third quarter. Yeah. And the same thing with Anissa. Anissa started off hot, ten points in the oh, first yeah. quarter, and I don't think she started she touching the, the ball again the until trouble. the fourth yeah, quarter. Yeah. So yeah. That's, that's you just happens. cannot have little lapses like that yeah and, and i'll say like the depth in the starting lineup should keep them in any game mm-hmm. like literally yes. any I game agree. yes, yes. And, and that goes for tournament games too i, yes. I just think lsu's got to do a better job of staying you know keep keeping the momentum mm-hmm. and then staying on the gas i think they let south carolina stay around in the game too long and that became to couldn't you know be a little conservative on offense and that came back to hurt them like you said yeah so i mean do you think this team is still capable of competing for a national title yeah, I think it's going to take them getting beat by 20 or something to make me think otherwise. Because yeah. I, I, And it might be a little bit of delusion like Raven told me yesterday. <laughs> but I just I keep telling myself, all we need to do is get in. When we get in, you get I don't, hot. Think, I don't, yeah. think, any, get hot. I don't think yeah. any team wants to see us in that tournament. Yeah, you're right. Believe it or not. All we need to do is get in. And who knows, we might even get a good bracket. If we get a good yeah. bracket, we could easily find ourselves. Yeah, one in. of those kind of like. Yeah, like weaker one. Exactly, two seeds, we could easily sure. find ourselves back in the elite eight, yeah, back in the final sure. four. So, um, what do you think, Ray? I did yesterday, up until the loss against Mississippi State. I know we're not yeah. talking about them, but I mean, we were their first top ten win since when? 2018. Oh, that is crazy, yeah. and. Our it's first back-to-back loss in two years. Twenty-two, yeah, I believe. Twenty-two. And I just, y'all, I did call Jaden delusional yesterday because I just don't see it, and like I don't know what y'all are seeing yeah, that I'm not. But Mississippi <laughs> did. He was upset. But Mississippi State. I mean, that should have been an easy. I game mean, yeah. First, and then but we here's have eight more it, games it looked easy. Here's my paper. It looked easier. I at the game. But when you look at a sold-out crowd they, every yeah. single time, they man. I mean, they had one girl. I'm they shot fifty percent from the field goal and fifty percent from three. three. That's a that's the best game they'll play this season. And, don't I, get me wrong. and, and props to Mississippi State. Y'all can probably, if y'all play like that the entire season, which is, I mean, that's that's, that's gonna be shot. difficult. Yeah. I mean, like, hey, you might have yeah. a chance to go and knock out some yeah. people and, and getting a good seeding. Yeah. And, and we said this before, like, it looked like one of those games that a defending champion plays. You're going to get everybody's best shot. I mean, yes. it literally looked like they couldn't miss, man. But see, it that's just, my point. Like, everyone's going to be playing LSU like Mississippi State did. Like, okay, sold out yeah. stadium, blase, blase. So like, you that's would how think it is when you're playing. Get better. But we also didn't play well either. I mean, we yeah. shot 44% from the field and 21% from three. A lot of turnovers. A lot of turnovers. A oh, my gosh. Point Sorry. guards. We'll and talk I, about I, this next question. Don't worry. Yeah. Um, I, I'll say, like, after watching them this week, uh, I think it's still in their cards. Like, I get that was a bad loss last night. Yeah. I think they just have to get right, hot at the right time, and they've got to get quality minutes off the bench. Yeah. Yeah, like – Poa is going to have to score. You're going to have to get better minutes from Del Rosario. You can't just be a, a, a body on the court. I mean, <laughs> yes. You just can't. You can't. You can't <laughs> do that. Um, 
cone. It's, honestly, I'm trying to figure out what it reminds me of, uh, like as in like the Pelicans related, but it I, I really what, can't like find good starting five lack with of bench? with just yeah or just um, like a, they remind me of uh, I can't think of it. They kind of remind me of uh, I'm trying to think of a championship. They remind me of the Phoenix Suns from last year. Mm. The Phoenix That's Suns, true. you had Devin Booker, you had Kevin yeah. Durant, you and you had, had nobody, Aiden, and yeah. you had me and Andre coming off the bench. <laughs> so, and that's yeah. generous. And that's generous. Nah, yeah. Um, but let's see. With uh, let, let's say what what improvements need to be made over those next few weeks before. And, and like you said, I want uh, you to go. I'm not trying to be funny when I say this, but for our point guards, and I use that term loosely, <laughs> they need to be doing a lot of ball handling drills in practice. Yeah, yeah I'm going to just say guards because there's guards. nothing point guardy about about these point guards. Yeah. <laughs> they need to be doing some ball handling drills because it is no reason. You should be losing the ball. You should be losing the ball. It's no reason somebody should be giving you a little bit of ball pressure and you don't know what to do. And you, you're backing them down you, you at half court, bro. You're backing them down. I'm <laughs> jumpy. Oh, no, I want to get the ball out of my hands. You're yeah. throwing the ball away because you don't want the ball in your hands because yeah. you don't, you don't got know confidence. how to deal yeah, with exactly. pressure. That's ridiculous, bro. This is stuff that you learn in middle school, bro. Hey, that looked like me um, <laughs> back in the day, eighth grade, St. Ignatius, man. Keon Coleman was pressing me. And uh, let's, just say, Coleman. let's just say I turned the ball over <laughs> at least eight times. At least eight game. times. Maybe. Over yeah. or under eight. Our, our star player had uh, the flu, so um, we lost by 50 that game. Sheesh. But, yeah. yes, man. And I think, look, they need to be better handling the ball, mm-hmm. and they need to be better just – Creating shots for themselves, and also outside the when they set yeah. screens, set a good screen. Yeah, like, when you set a screen, the the person you're setting the screen for don't is just supposed stand to come there. off yeah. of your shoulder. You're not supposed to set a screen, just stand there, and then hope that they run into mm-hmm. you. No, you're supposed to get into the defender. That kind of defeats the whole purpose if you're not doing that. And also, I need to see. I want to see them run more sets. Yep. It's too many times I see Haley Van Lith bringing the ball to the court, just going and right then, to and left, then you right see to left, yeah. and then she picks ten the seconds side. left, and you just exactly. throw it yeah. up to Angel. You just throw it up. Yeah. Um, what do you think? I mean, yeah. they need to tighten <laughs> up their defense. The lack of yep. defensive stops is the prime reason they lost the two games they did to me. Yep. Also, the timely the, stops. I like that. Yeah. yeah. The team's chemistry needs to improve. I know I keep talking about this, but I mean, Angel Reese said it herself talent wins games, but teamwork wins championships. And there's no Absolutely. sense of unity on this I like team. That. I feel like there are some undercover locker room issues that we don't know about. Could be. Well, you lost like two players. Well, you lost one player, and then you, one of your star players gets injured. I'm sure but there's going to be a lot. I just thought on this 16 game winning streak, we were getting better. But it's like I just feel like we're starting to crumble, and that's where my that's where I come back and say I don't know if we're going to be able to yeah, win. There's definitely a lot of pressure building on it. Yeah, there's definitely something going on that we don't know about. That's yeah. not happening on the court. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, like Jaden said, I, I think the ability to score um, outside of the paint needs some real work. Uh, <laughs> real work Yeah. yeah. Um, when the offense goes cold, for sure. And I think that you have to cut more and work on creating more offense for the guards. The yeah. guards can't just stay stand there. Exactly. Um, and also – And like you said, get the ball out of Liz's hands. She's not a true point guard. You can't force somebody. Yeah. I, and, and I get it. She has to learn the game at some point. But you've tried. You're a grad student. You've tried. Yeah. You've tried. Yeah. And so um, I, I think you've got to get the ball in Michaela Williams' hands. And yes. she's more of a true point guard, if you think. She's just yeah. she's just a big guard. And honestly, 
I don't know how ridiculous this may sound, but I was thinking like I honestly wouldn't be opposed to maybe bringing Haley off the bench or something, because somebody on this bench has to need, play D. has to play oh, defense. Man. Somebody has to be Her a scoring option, bro. Yeah. Somebody's got to do something. And then one more thing that I took away from the game last night is they've got to do a better a better job at guarding the three point line. Yeah, that's something that's stuck around for a while yeah. now. But we're gonna finally talk a little bit uh, about the NBA. Um, I'm going to ask y'all, it's midseason now, almost time for All-Star uh, yeah. weekend. I want to ask your midseason MVP, uh, as well as Rookie of the Year right now, and then your Coach of the Year. So let's go with MVP. This should be, honestly, like... Unanimous. Unanimous. Yeah, for MVP, I'm going to go with... Dang, I'm going to go with... Are going to go uh, different than me? I'm, I want to say Joel Embiid, but the whole thing about him... Missing all may not games. even be eligible because yeah, you got right. 65 games. And he's I got, think he only got has two more. Like six left. Oh, yeah, he's about it. So I want to – okay, I'm going to pick Joel and B. Mm-hmm. But in the back of my mind, I'm thinking Shea Gilgis-Alexander. Okay. I mean, the Thunder are second in the West. He's averaging 30 a game. Okay. They're way ahead of schedule. But my pick right now would have to be Joel and B. I mean, averaging 36 points a game is just – Lunacy. That's crazy. I yeah. mean, he scored 30 straight, and I want to say, what, 18 straight He games. also scored 70. I mean, yeah. just for that, you should. Just a light yeah. 70. Um, So, I'm going to go LeBron. What? What? LeBron is always my pick. I mean, that's never a bad choice. I mean, I feel like he continues pick, yeah. to play games like he did on Saturday against the Warriors as the oldest player in the NBA. I yeah. feel like that also puts him on a pedestal. Those don't get overlooked. Yeah. It's a good pick, but my thing is, usually when – some when an MVP candidate's team is bad, yeah. they never go with that yeah. person. And I think from the Lakers, if I pick anybody, it'd be AD, just mm-hmm. because I Glass I've seen them play without LeBron, and I've seen them play without AD this season, and they are god awful when without Anthony AD. Davis is not on that the court. Is true. Yeah, I'm going Joel uh, right now. I mean, averaging 36, 11, and six is crazy. What Jokic is doing too is is amazing. I think he's like 28. He's near a tri- triple double average, but for me, I mean, eight more points averaging—that's that's a lot. And he averaged also, thirty-three last year. Yeah, and then he, he he's making that look like just light. Yeah, like baby numbers. Yeah, yeah. But uh, next rookie of the year, this should be honestly—if you would have asked me this a month ago, I would have said Chet. Yeah, just because Chet looked really good. And so clo- I, I, I think it's close. So I think it's close. Yeah. But I think Wimby is starting to pull away a little bit, just with, and especially when I saw the matchup the other the other day. Oh, yeah, it was, full. Uh, was cool. It was definitely fun to watch. But Wimby is averaging what 20, 11, three 20, block, three 20, blocks 10, a game, yeah, three blocks a game, and he's clearly the number one option on this team. And I honestly think he could average 25, 26 I think Adam Moore. with the right distributor, because Jeremy Sochan is not a point guard by any means. I mean, there's times where he's literally looking at Wimby. Why, not even just him, the entire Spurs team. Yeah. Because, you know, they get more national you television Mitchell, games this year. I mean, th- these guys. There's times you know. Victor has a six foot eight forward on him with his hands Bottom. all the way in the air, I and know. they just don't even try. Literally, to you just got to have to lob it up to yeah. him. Yeah. I mean, he's getting the ball. Um, I'm going to go with Chet. Whoa. I mean, because, like you guys said, it's close. And I just feel like he's pulled this OKC team out of a funk. I mean, boosting their efficient scoring and how impactful mm-hmm. he's been mm-hmm. on defense stands out to me amongst all. He's the a other great shot by Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah he's yeah, a great is. defender. Yeah. Uh, I gotta go. I gotta go, Wimby too. Yeah. I, I think both of them are a safe pick yeah, right I think now. It's neck like, and neck. like it's literally gonna come down to like one of the last games of yeah. the season. But right now, I'm gonna go Victor just because he's averaging a double double with 20 yeah. points. I think Chet's averaging 17 and seven. Yeah. So it's like really close. Right. It um, reminds me a little bit of the LeBron and. 
Melo rookie of the year. Rookie there, just yeah. because you know one guy's looked at as kind of being the savior of this franchise, the future of the mm-hmm. NBA, and I also think Wimby is asked to do way more for way the Spurs. Much, you know, yeah. I mean, Chet, Chet is also playing alongside a guy that's averaging yeah. thirty, and another guy that's averaging, I want either just below twenty or right at twenty, and Jalen right. Williams. So I like that. Uh, let's do Coach of the Year now. For Coach of the Year, I'm gonna do. Uh, I'm gonna go with Ty Lue. Uh, Ooh, when, uh, Clippers, Clippers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, James Harden first got there I think they lost like five or six they straight were They were bad yeah, they were But bad. just took a little time for them to get <clears> accustomed <throat> to playing with each other Figure a few things out I mean, he, Russ elected to come off of the bench That's and, that, that's leadership That's, that's leadership And, and obviously that like was, Russ, that's man. what was best for the team And now you look at it The Clippers almost look like one, they look Finals like team. they they're, may be the best team in the NBA right uh, now, From yeah. top to bottom I think they have the highest odds right now The highest odds And I I saw what they just went and did to Boston in the Boston Garden. I think they beat them by yeah. like thirty. And I watched them easy. beat the Pelicans by forty. Yeah. yeah. So the the job that he's done with this team turned them around because they didn't start off the season that great, mm-hmm. and they looked even worse when Harden got there. So the job that he's been able to do with turning this team around, yeah, just before the All Star break, and I think now the Clippers are just below first in the West. Yeah, I gotta yeah. give it to Tyler. I like it. I like that pick. I'm gonna go Chris French. Okay. I mean, I feel like the Timberwolves are playing like yeah. the number one seed, and I don't know about you guys, but I didn't see that coming. I feel like he's the yeah, prime yeah. That's a that, that's I a re- good team too, man. Yeah, yeah. last yeah. year I was on record for saying like the Rudy Gobert trade is going to go down in history as, as one, one of the, the worst. worst trades ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, looks like I was wrong. <laughs> yeah, uh, I like that pick, Raven. Uh, like like the Timberwolves, and you saw them when Cat scored sixty two, I think. Mm-hmm. He goes in there and he is so mad because they, I mean, they lost to the Hornets. That oh night. yeah, and that he was, was like he was so mad. But like when a coach is that mad, you know, he should be right. Should like be. that, that just kind of like shows how accountable he is and stuff like that. Yeah, and I watched that game and I I cut it on because I saw Cat had like forty one at half after Joel and he yeah. had just scored seventy, and Cat kind of shot them out of that game. I mean, they were up eighteen twenty at one point. And Cat, you and you could tell everybody in the crowd could sense it that he was going for you know as many points as he could. Yeah, as he but could. you still have to keep in mind and play the defense. whole objective of the game is to win, and, and to play they didn't defense. do a good job of that. Yeah, if you can't play defense against the Charlotte Hornets, yeah. man, you got problems. You got problems. Um, I'm going Mark Dagnall uh, of the Thunder because they're currently, yeah. uh, I think they're either one or two seed right now, and they were the, in the play-in last year, so. I mean, that just tells you how much he's got the guys to buy in. Yep. And, and as well as coaching them up, I think he's a great X's and O's guy. I mean, this guy is really good at creating offense. And, um, I mean, they're all young. So, I mean, Absolutely. this team is kind of like the Pelicans were like three years ago, mm-hmm. but they have a higher ceiling. Yeah. They just and do. they're ahead of schedule. Oh, yeah. for sure. Um, but if you had to pick two teams right now to play in the finals uh, in June, who would you who would you go with? I'd have to go with uh, – out of the West, I'm going to say the Clippers. I think just from top to bottom, they have yeah. everything. They got scores. They got depth. Mm-hmm. They have wings. They have experience to trump everything else. They, got, with, they got smooth Paul they George. They got smooth man. Paul George. Even with mm-hmm. James Harden on the team, I think they yeah. find a way to get to the finals. And from the East, I'm going to say Boston. Boston looks like just the, That'd be a the best part. team from top to bottom. Uh Earlier in the season, I was saying uh, Milwaukee, Milwaukee just because of the Dame trade, but they've got, they got issues that they got too. to sort out. And I just don't see Doc Rivers panning leading, out. Leading, he never team, really did. Leading, leading this team to the final. It, that yeah. just never ends well. Yeah, 
I'm gonna go Nuggets Celtics. Okay, I like that. That's I like that. Uh, I like that. Uh, I think the Nuggets are pretty good right yeah. now. They just have, I don't know, some some depth issue depth yeah. issues and right now. At times, they almost look like they're just coasting and just waiting. Yeah, they're just like yeah. yeah. They they play lazy at, in yeah. some games, and I think that's like, I don't know. That just comes. Yeah, it, happens. Yeah, it yeah. comes. But I, I'm gonna say the Clippers right now, and then I'm gonna go Bucks too. Mm-hmm. I think the Bucks are just gonna find a way to get in the uh, final two. Celtics always find a way to choke. Like it, it's like <laughs> that's true. It's like <laughs> that is true. it's almost like a yearly thing. But it's time, y'all. It's time for the Pooper Broussard. Pooper Broussard. Um, this uh. weekly award we haven't done this in a while uh, is given to the worst performance of the week, either by a coach, player, fan base, whatever it may be. So let's let's hear it. Who is your Pooper Broussard? Boy, if I got so, one. Oh, you going to go first? Oh, y'all are excited for this one. Yeah, because poop- I'm mad. So. I really oh, forgot oof. about this, but my Pooper Broussard is going to gonna have to go to Mr. Kayshawn Butte. Oh, that's a good one. I honestly was just reading report after report, and I literally couldn't believe that it. That blows your like, mind. It was just the wildest thing ever. <laughs> how, do, how in the world 89. are you a, you are a student athlete and it's not like you're just a bench warmer that never gets in the nah. game. No, you are a premier player on this team. You got scouts coming to look at you. Yeah. You're getting ready to go to NFL. How do you find the time to place 8,900? Right here in college. He had the, the time way. to do a college. lot of stuff. And then <laughs> on top of all that, you're already doing something that's illegal. And you have to make a username. And your username is, your is Kayshawn Butte 7. Yeah. And for those that don't zero know, 01. One. <laughs> and that was his jersey number. So. Yeah. Kayshawn Boutte, you are my pooper. I mean, let's let's talk about that. Eighty nine hundred bets in six months. Bets. You know, that's twenty two bets a day. Twenty two bets without a day. sleeping, by the way. So, <laughs> I mean, like that is crazy. Hey, he's a good better though. Five hundred thousand yeah. dollars in winnings. Yeah, but he on- <laughs> he only came away with about no. I think he ended up like eighty eight thousand dollars in the hole. Yeah, because he he didn't I mean, uh, withdraw. He didn't withdraw it, so yeah. he lost it. Yeah, he yeah. ended up losing it. But look, hey, football might not work out for you. But you can go be a betting e- expert now. Be a good oh bookie. God. I think he'd be a great. <laughs> no, no. He just thought his whole career yeah. away. I don't understand. I don't know, but who are you going with? I'm kind of so curious. I'm going to go with all the NFL social teams, all the ESPN <laughs> oh, social no. teams, and all the Swifties. <laughs> because let me us. tell you something. I'm so sick of Taylor Swift. I see Taylor Swift before every commercial break. Before after every time. Travis Kelsey flashes across my screen. Why was I on the women's ESPN page? And they were like, oh, my gosh, Taylor has a show in Tokyo. But if she leaves it this time, she'll be able to make it to the Super Bowl. No one cares. Do you know who watches football? Sports lovers. No one cares about Taylor Swift. I don't understand. And, like, you go to the NFL's comments, and they're like, I'm about to stop watching. Blase, blase. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And that's going to be true. So when your viewers drop because you keep showing this lady on my screen that no one that cares about the NFL cares about. Their viewers are going to go up, I feel like, though. You know how how big the Swifties are? They know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. The NFL has had low ratings for years now. And now with Taylor Swift, they probably had a spike They're going to go back. I mean, yeah, it's a spike. But it's like I'm so tired of seeing... Taylor Swift. Just wait till, just yeah. wait till Travis probably. It was Jackson on, uh, Mahomes. Now it's Taylor Swift. Yeah, I saw on yeah. DraftKings. There's this like thing you can bet you on can, of whether or not he's gonna he propose to her after the Super Bowl. Oh no, because he didn't propose to Kayla Nicole, so I bet you he's not gonna propose to Taylor Swift. So if I were y'all, would get that. At y'all's Max, he right lost now. a good one too. Before. I don't know. Yeah. I might take yeah. the over. Kayla Nicole's 
pictures are still on his Instagram. He does not like Taylor Swift. It's all for publicity. It's not romantic. It's not authentic. It's not any of that. So all the Swifties watching this right now, I need you to know that Travis Kelsey is not going to propose to oh, Taylor we're gonna Swift. Get hate. We're going to get some hate on this one. <laughs> Uh, man, y'all had some fun ones. Yeah. And then I have Willie Green, <laughs> head, <laughs> the head coach of the Pelicans. <laughs> Tell us um, what he did. Last several weeks, Pelicans have been horrible, um, <laughs> yeah. super inconsistent. After and I think off so strong. Yeah, and they I were. think you got to blame Willie um, for not making any game adjustments at all as he watches us lose leads, lose leads. We've lost, like, I think I want to say 12 games that we've been up. By double digit points. Oh wow, guys, that shouldn't happen. Um, yeah. Uh, also, X's and O's. Like, is this guy? Are we sure that he he can draw up something? But uh, <laughs> I, uh, the rotation is also very uh, very questionable. New Orleans might have to just get a new, uh, better, younger hire. So for this week, Willie Green, you are my poo poo broussard <laughs> of the week. It could be worse though. It could be worse. Your coach could be Darvin Ham. Yeah, that that could be. It could be worse. But yeah. I love seeing on the meme, like all the memes on Twitter, and it's like. All the Pelicans, like players, uh, coaches, and in like quotations, they're like, "Coach, call a timeout." Uh, like, what what do we do? And he's like, "Quit." I'm trying to watch the game. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying yeah. to watch the game. Yeah, guys, <laughs> I'm trying to watch the game. Yeah. So, um, but that will do it here for us today. I mean, I want to thank y'all uh, for always joining me, um, Raven Freeman and Jaden Smith. Absolutely, another good one in the books. Um, I'm Andre Champagne, and this has been Swifties. Don't get your hopes up. The Hodges Huddle. <laughs>